Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is episode 31 and the podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers. We are moving right along. I've got a another day at the house. I uh, was going through some stuff, getting ready to go back to Florida for some more turkeys. I'm um, going down there with Brian Stevens from the Chronicles TV, uh, which is the Scout Look Weather uh, series that they put together. Known Brian for a long time. Um, if I have time, if we have time when we're down there in Florida, I might try and get together with him on a podcast. But headed back down there for some more turkeys. Uh, we're going to be near Kissimmee. I don't, I don't know if I think Kissimmee is still considered the southern zone. Um, I obviously don't know Florida that well. I try and stay away from that place because it's so hot and there's sand and seafood, and I don't like any of those things. Um, but anyway, I got a was listening to a podcast yesterday. Uh, cleared hot with Andy Stumpf, and um, the name of the podcast was called "Do the Hard Things," or "Do the Hard Thing," and it was an excellent podcast that was talking about you know life in general, as far as when you are faced with a, a you know whether that's a life changing decision or whether that's a simple decision. He he equated it to. He had to go, he was went to use the bathroom and there was no, no toilet paper in the bathroom. And he said he equated it to whether he should go to the garage, get more toilet paper and refill that bathroom and then use the bathroom. Or just go use another bathroom that he knows has toilet paper, which would have been the easier of the two. But he said, you know, do the hard thing. Go in, you know, get more toilet paper, replenish your toilet paper in that, that bathroom. And he said, you know... I very easily could have done the easy thing. And he said, would that have you know, been detrimental or a bad thing? Not necessarily, but he said, essentially, it puts you in a mindset. And, you know, I love the podcast in terms of how it applies to life, but I wanted to apply the exact same theory in creating content. What do I mean by that? It says, you know, do the hard thing. Well, if you were trying to create content and I'm going to do the same, tell you the same thing Andy did. This is probably not going to be a very long podcast because this is more of a thought than a tech tip, but it's something I feel is important. When you were out there filming, producing, taking pictures, whatever it is, or in your learning, there's going to be a lot of things and a lot of areas, especially when you're out in the field doing it, that you could probably take some shortcuts, take the easy route. I actually saw a comment from a friend of mine on an Instagram post today that I had talking about how big a camera was that somebody was using. And, uh, you know, that they thought that was crazy that they carried that big of a camera all the time, you know, chasing turkeys or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I learned that in, at Sub 7 is we had giant cameras with accessories and big batteries and huge tripods, heavy heads, all that stuff, and we carried it with us everywhere we went. If we were going up an elk mountain, that was on our shoulder. If we were chasing turkeys, that was on our shoulder, that whole rig, the whole camera, the whole tripod, all of it. And still to this day, I do that. I carry my tripod everywhere with me. Do I use it all the time? No. But I always have it because I never know when I'm going to need it. 
But essentially, that's what that's what I'm getting to is that's the hard thing is is having that big camera or that heavy camera and that heavy gear and knowing that you're about to go on a death march after a turkey or on a death march after an elk and you know it's going to be a couple miles and it's going to be up and down and harsh terrain and I just know I cringe every time we go to move up on an animal or move into an area and you have to go over a fence or under tree limbs or you know through some six thick stuff because that's easy when you're just carrying a shotgun or just carrying a bow you know you hold that down to your side and you walk through it but when you're carrying an expensive camera that's extremely heavy that you normally are wearing on your shoulder it's a huge pain in the butt to go through stuff like that to keep things from getting ripped off your camera to keep your camera from getting beat all to death especially when you're carrying your tripod there's no good way of traveling through brush like that when you're toting a tripod and a camera on it and I just but I have to do it all the time you know could I have left that tripod back at the truck and made it a lot easier on myself I could have but no that's not that's not doing the hard thing that's not doing the right thing because I get to where we're going there'll probably be an occasion where I need that tripod and I left it back at the truck well I could have struggled for you know 30 45 seconds to get through this one area of thick brush carrying my tripod or I could have made it a little bit easier and that 45 seconds of struggle just cost me a really cool shot or a really cool you know whatever it was so it's kind of kind of what I got to thinking is you know the easy way and Andy said this I can't take credit for pretty much any, this is definitely not my original idea and I think Andy said it wasn't his either but the easy way is very if not ever the right way the hardest route or the hardest thing to do is usually the right way of doing things and by doing the easiest thing or going through something super fast and making it, you know, getting it over with because it might suck, that's that you're more likely going to have to fix it later or the client or yourself isn't going to be happy with the product. So if you're going to not carry that tripod or you're not going to set up that second angle or you're not going to carry your DSLR at the same time when you're, you know, set up two camera angles, well, then you're never going to be happy with it. Was it going to create more work for you? Yeah. Will it be better in the end? Yeah. Is it going to be more work? Yeah. Is it going to be harder? Yes. But if you are committed, if you're committed to making great content, then you have to do the hard things. And I'm guilty of not doing the hard things all the time. I've, I've There's been a lot of shoots I've been lazy on. There's a lot of things that I wish I would have, I could have went back and changed or done something different. But if you just stay in the mindset to do the hard thing, it's gonna it's gonna show in your it's gonna show in your content and like I always say all the time, there's never a finished project. There's always a there's only only deadlines. So if you're pushing yourself to do the hard things all the time, then you, that's gonna show in the footage because like I said, the project's never done. To me, it's never finished. You know, I've always got something more to do. You know, another hard thing to add or another idea or whatever. But I have to finish that project to turn it in because there's a deadline for it. You know, that's why we have deadlines is otherwise I would never get anything done. It would never, I'd never be happy with it. Um, the hard thing is always going to be the best option. You know, should I carry my tripod? Well, the easy thing would be to leave it at the truck. Do that hard thing. Should I bring my slider on this shoot because there's probably going to be some, you know, epic locations or something that I could do. Well, that's a huge pain in the butt, this, that, and the other you know you should bring it. If you have to second guess yourself, you know that you should do it, bring it. 
should I run two cameras on this interview? Well, man, if I run two cameras, I'm going to have to sync audio. I'm going to have to match, you know, make sure they match and post. I'm going to have to, it's going to be two times more, you know, more media on my hard drive. It's going to get, will it look better? Yes. Then you do it, no matter how hard it is. Should I call my hunter off if the footage isn't right, or I didn't get enough pre-roll, or if it was too dark? Well, he might be mad at me, or, uh, you know, the show needs a kill to make sure, you know, this, that, and the other. Or I want to make sure he likes me. No. Do the hard thing. Call him off. If you, if you are, if your goal is getting content, you have to do all the hard stuff. And sometimes you have to call somebody off. Should you get up early to get that sunrise? Well, that's super early. And this is, you know, we killed yesterday. I don't, I don't have to get up early this morning to get a sunrise. I mean, we get to sleep in. Get up. Go get the sunrise. And I'm guilty of it, man. I'm just, this is me preaching to the choir. But it's, I think some people need to hear it. Uh, should I stay out late and get that time lapse? This one applies to me all the time. You know, I want to go to bed. But, you know, I set up my rigs to where I can leave them going at night and then just set an alarm and go up and turn them off. These decisions are the hard things, and you have to do those things. You know, these are the ways that you have to set yourself apart because I've said a million times, I'm not the best producer. I'm not the most creative. I'm not the, uh, you know, the techiest. I'm not any of these things. You know, I'm mediocre at best. But I feel like I work hard, and I put in my time, and, you know, that's the only reason I feel like I've found success is because I'm willing to go and do things that a lot of guys aren't. And there's a lot of guys that are out there that are stupid talented that they can create some awesome stuff. But a lot of times it's because they're in the right place in the right time. Some of them aren't willing to go out and get it or find it. You know, that takes time. It takes effort. And, I mean, if you feel like you don't have the talent to be in the place that you need to be, put in the work. You know, if you don't have the talent, but you're, you know, you're creating four and five times the content of the guy that's, you know, really good. Well, that has value too. You know, you can, you know, you essentially can get somebody more bang for their buck. Go and do the hard thing, whatever that is. You know, and I'm generally a nice person, but, you know, in terms of doing the hard thing, sometimes there's things that have to happen on shoots. You know, when we have a specific goal in mind for a kill or for a story, and the only way to get that is, and it's not only hard for me, but you sometimes you have to be kind of the, for lack of a better word, a dickhead. It's like, no, we have to stay here and get this shot. Or no, we got to let that turkey come all the way to the decoy and do his thing. Well, what if he leaves and we don't kill him? Then we don't kill him. We go again. You know, if, you know, if it's not the content that we want it to be, if it's not, the situation we want it to be, if it's not the scenario we need it to be for what our goal is or the goal we've set for ourselves, which should be even higher than the project's goal, then you gotta, you know, then you gotta say no. You've got to be the guy that steps in and says, like, no, we're not, we can't do it that way. That's not gonna work. There's been so many times that I know I've been complacent with whatever that content is, whatever that kill is to say, you know, whatever, just just whatever, throw the decoys, sure, whatever, I'll get what I get. And sometimes I have done that. There's been a lot of times that I wanted to say, no, we cannot do it this way because it's going to suck. And most, you know, 99 times out of 100, it does suck. You know, especially in turkey hunts. And I'm referencing a lot of this towards turkey hunting because the setup's everything. I talked about that on the last podcast. The setup for turkeys is everything to make sure you get the content that you want. And, you know, 
a way to, you know, a way to avoid some of this, I guess, heartache is you've kind of got to sit down with whatever you're going to do. If you're going out to film a turkey hunt with buddies and the goal is to kill a turkey, not to film a turkey, then you got to get what you get, you know. But if your goal is to get really good footage of a turkey getting killed, then there's some things that have got to happen. You've got to be the guy calling the shots. The setup's got to be right. The decoy needs to be close. There doesn't need to be brush in front of you. Everybody needs to sit still. And you call the shot when you get the footage that you need. And pray the guy pulling the trigger does his job. Because you've got to do your job and they've got to do their job. You know, and sometimes... I th- sometimes I think their job sometimes is harder than mine because I've been on the, the gun side of it and I've been on the camera side of it, you know, obviously more on the camera side, but being behind the gun is nerve-wracking at times, especially when they've got to sit there and wait on a turkey that they could have killed a thousand times and they're waiting on you and they've got their adrenaline pumping and, you know, they're essentially seeing red and they don't make a good shot or they don't they can't calm themselves down in that moment. A lot of times it's because they've never done it. And, uh, you know, you're sitting back there behind the camera, calm as a cucumber, at least I am, getting the footage that I need, you know, wide, mediums, tights, rack focusing, you know, high speed, all the th- stuff that I want to do as a producer. And then that guy in front of me is just chomping at the bit to pull the trigger. And I'm making him wait. But I'm there for the content. He's there for the kill. But if you set the goal for the content to be the, you know, be the utmost importance, then that's what you got to do. But you also need to be up front with whoever you're going with. Look, this is the goal. So if the turkey comes out, you don't shoot him until I tell you to. So you just sit there, be calm, quiet, and sit still and wait on my, you know, wait on my call. And um, that's a lot easier said than done because I know a lot of people at the truck say, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." And then you get in that situation, and they're they go into kill mode, and nothing you say or do is going to matter. You've got to be, like I said, you've kind of got to be the dick and say, "Look, this is how we're going to do it." And if this is the goal for everybody and everybody agrees, then you don't pull the trigger until I tell you to. And you also, there's also got to be some common sense in there too. If a turkey comes in, you get all the footage and he starts to booger and leave and you know that you can salvage it by going ahead and killing him, then you kill him. But you've got to use common sense. You've got to make sure that you have the goal in mind and that you're following, you're following all the steps that you need in order to attain that goal by doing the hard things. Carry that tripod, get up early, do the things that you know you need to do to get the content that you need. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's going to mean that somebody's going to be mad at you. Sometimes it means that, you know, a hunter might not, you know, might not listen to you and you have to, you know, kind of have to say, look, you know, that's not why we were here. You know, that wasn't the right setup or I didn't get into good enough footage. And, well, I could have killed him. He was, you know, he was 15 yards for, you know, 20 minutes. Why didn't I, you know, why couldn't I kill him? Well, I had something in my way or this, that, and the other. And, you know, it, you know, it can escalate into somebody getting really mad at you because people, you know, people take their hunting really seriously, especially if they're, especially if they're there, you know, kind of as a favor to you. Um, or if, you know, essentially if they're not really getting paid, which I mean, very few people are getting paid to do this, but I, I always give them the reference of like, watch the best shows on television, like watch Lee and Tiffany. They're never going to kill an animal unless the footage is good. They'll rather, they would rather let one walk then kill them without good pre-roll or whether they got a good story or without good footage because they're there and they know that's what the viewer wants. That's how they know they get paid by their sponsors is their footage has to be good. Well, do, Hey, I, you know, Lee, I need you to walk back up this hill again because I, you know, I think this would be a cool shot. Okay. I'll walk back up the hill again. Or, Hey, can you, 
you know, hold your binoculars this way and look over there because I think this would be a cool shot. Sure. You know, those guys understand what good content is. They understand that it's work. It is work. Really good content is work. It's To me, it's fun, but it's work. And there's a lot of things you have to redo and overdo and do over and over and over again. And, you know, sometimes somebody that doesn't understand what that is, and if they're the hunter and you're having them do something over and over, they don't get it, and sometimes they get frustrated. That's why you've got to be up front in black and white before you ever get started, you know, kind of lay it out. These are the shots I want to get. Some, You know, there's a couple things we're going to have to do over and over again. But, but you know, that's planning, that's pre-production, that's doing the hard thing. But the thing is, with that person that doesn't get it, once they see the finished product, once you go above and beyond, you take your time in editing, do all the things right, you have all the puzzle pieces, and you put together a really good story, a really good video, and guess what? That person that didn't understand, now they understand. Nobody understands until they see the finished product, and they're like, oh, now I know why you made me wait. Now I know why you made me do this, that, and the other. Now I know why you made me do that 15, 57 times. You know, it's 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 hard, but they will see the value in it once you're done. I promise. And, and another thing you're going to run into, especially doing the hard thing, you know, staying on the same subject, it's sometimes hard for a hunter's ego to let go and let a producer call the shots. And that was really hard for me in the beginning. You know, when I, you know, I was hunting with guys that were, a lot more seasons than I was, and I'm the you know the rookie guy behind the camera trying to call shots. Well, you know they didn't listen to me, and probably at that time they probably shouldn't have listened to me. But if you're if you've gotten to the point where you understand the game and you understand what you need, you have to essentially demand that respect and demand that role of you know look we're here to get this. I got to call the shots, and I know that's that's not a, that's a sore subject with a lot of people. A lot of a lot of hunters and a lot of TV shows they would never let their producer call the shots. Well the good ones are going to let the producer call the shots. That's just my opinion. Um, you always have to be in the epic content mindset. You always have to think in your head, what would be amazing to happen right here? And if it starts to unfold, you've got to let it unfold. You've got to make sure that you get the things that you need to make that epic, make that content good, go the extra mile. That's essentially, the I guess, instead of keep saying do the hard thing, you need to go that extra mile. Know what you need to get in order to tell the story. Overshoot everything. Don't leave anything on the table. Because once you've left a location or you've left a place, uh, there's no going back and getting it again. You know, if you wanted to get that really cool sunrise off that front porch of that cabin, then get it. Because if you leave, you got to go all the way back there to get it again. And then, you know, who knows if um, the weather will be right, the time of year, the season, the leaves, you know. Get it while you're there. It's the best opportunity you have to get the content. Get it while you're there. You know, get up early and get that pretty light. Stay out late and get those lapses. These these are the things, and I can stole this line from David Goggins, is this is how you become uncommon among uncommon people. And when I say uncommon among, among uncommon people, is, you know, being an outdoor TV producer or an outdoor content creator, There's it's a flooded market as far as hunting TV and hunting media goes. But guys that are out there doing this and making a living at it, there's not a ton of guys out there. So essentially, those guys are uncommon. You need to be uncommon among those people. So be uncommon among uncommon people. And that's a, that's something, you know, when I heard David Goggins say it on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, I was like, gosh, I love that saying. That's awesome. You know, that's kind of my goal is I want to be somebody that's, I want, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm uncommon anyway, just because of my, you know, my job and 
what I get to do and essentially what I'm getting paid for, which I still pinch myself sometimes to say, you know, I'm going to get to go hunting for turkeys, you know, for the next three or four days and I'm going to get paid for it. You know, that's, to me, that's, I never thought that'd happen. But now that it has happened, now I want to be uncommon among those people. And uh, that's a big, you know, that's a lofty goal because there's so many talented people out there. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm just going to try and work harder than them. And, uh, you know, hard work is, is an easy way to set yourself apart. There's a ton of talent out there. But working hard, the next guy will go a long, long way. Anyway, so that was kind of my two cents on that. I appreciate Andy Stump for planting the seed for that podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something from it. You might love, hate me for it. I don't care. I'm just here to kind of give my opinion, give tech tips, and that's why I started the podcast. Because it's a medium that I can get the information, the ideas, the you know, whatever the we'll get whatever I need to out there that I feel like needs to be out there, and I felt like this needed to be out there, especially in the age that we live in with creating content. How do you set yourself apart? Do those hard things. Do the things that other guys aren't willing to do, and do it more often. Do it every day. No days off. You're gonna have to suffer. You're gonna have to do all those things. Absolutely, you have to do it. But anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check us out on social media, Instagrams at Redneck Tech Podcast, Facebook, just search Redneck Tech Podcast, Gmail, it's Redneck Tech Podcast at gmail.com, websites, Redneck Tech Podcast.com. All really simple to remember. If you like the podcast, please go to iTunes and rate it. If you love it, write us a review. That'd make me super, super happy. I'd be stoked about it. Um, all new on the website, I've got a gear page set up with all the products that I use and recommend, all in one place with links to Amazon. So, if you're wondering some of the things that I'm running and using at the time, just click on them and buy them straight off the links on Amazon. The camera school, camera school. So the old date for the camera school was July 13th through the 15th. I think there's a problem with those dates, so we might be dropping back and punting and trying to find different dates. I mean, I do it during turkey season, but I think that's going to mess some guys up. I know right now I have the end of April open and the very beginning of May open. I'm pretty much gone the whole month of June. Um, so if if the guys listening that are wanting to come to the uh, camera school, production class, whatever you want to call it, let me know via Instagram or via email or if you have a number, call and text me. I'm trying to figure out what the plan of action for this thing is. So holler at me. And guys, I will see you again next time. Oh, shit.